Not So Peter Priest's podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! understand that reference because <laughs> Dusty got new taps and she's very excited about it and tell me you're a late 30s year old woman <laughs> without telling me you're a late 30s year old woman <laughs> <laughs> tap. excited you are about them <laughs> uh, right off the bat I'm killing Dusty <laughs> just choking it at the mouth but it's fine go stick it was it was it was actually sad. I was like standing in the like like bathroom section of Home Depot and like looking at taps and being very excited about like oh which taps should I get? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can remember like being a I think I was like a teenager when my mom would go go pick out stuff like that. Like we'd go to she was like I want to change our handles on our all our cabinets and I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> And we'd stand at Home Depot, like, oh, which one's it? And then the lights, she wanted to change the lights at some point. She liked all the lighting fixtures and stuff. And I was like, so we'd stand at Home Depot. And she's like, I like that one. I like that one. I'm like, just pick one. Just just pick one. I don't know. It's if you so like funny. it, just do it. <laughs> it's like, we moved here over a decade ago. We moved to town. And, like, all the cousins would, like, get together and we'd, like, oh, we got, like, this new gaming system or, like, oh, look at this bottle of scotch that I got or whatever. And then <laughs> our Thanksgiving, this is a good tie-in, it was, hey, we got this new shower head upstairs. Everybody had to go upstairs. <laughs> this new shower head. And it has, like, LED lights and stuff in it and, like, all these different settings. So I was, like, standing in my cousin's bathroom, like, this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. I got really excited when I purchased a vacuum, so that was fun for me. I was trying to figure out a, I was like, oh, I can actually imagine all the things that I can do with this vacuum. I mean. Yeah, no, a new vacuum is like, <laughs> like top of the line. Excitement level. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about it. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, a friend of mine, she had like this really cool, like, um, cordless, um, vacuum and then her boyfriend had surprised her with like the next level up or whatever and she was like oh i already spent money on this and it was like non-returnable she's like do you want this vacuum and i was like what yes i do (laughs) more than anything (laughs) (laughs) so we like bonded over our new vacuums it was really fun (laughs) (laughs) anyways speaking of thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to our listeners because you're late yeah (laughs) we're late yeah uh yeah so funny note i was um at the rexburg walmart and uh i was gonna text this to you but i'm gonna like i'm gonna wait for this because (laughs) 
I like when you're like, oh, I need to tell Dusty. I'm going to wait and record her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so it lives on forever. <laughs> um, I start laugh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, um, what is it? The sparkling, like sparkling cider. Oh, yeah. Like, like non-alcoholic sparkling cider stuff. That's right there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I walk into Rex- Rexburg Walmart and there are cases and cases, like pallets full of sparkling <laughs> cider everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I was like, Spark- oh, okay. sparkling Thanks. cider. Yeah. I was like, oh, Thanksgiving. People have to pretend like they are drinking alcohol on the holidays. I was like, <laughs> I can remember doing that when I was a kid, but I was just like, and I thought it was so fancy, but like just to see oh, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that means there's a demand for it. Like, oh, we got to like, <laughs> we got to load up on this. Probably like, yes, look at us. Cheers. You know, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my grandparents wouldn't even get that. They would just do apple juice with like Sprite in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we did it on Christmas, so that's why I was kind of like Thanksgiving early for that. <laughs> Although, I mean, the amount of I was just at Home Depot and like full on the North Pole threw up in Home Depot. It's incredible. <laughs> a very terrifying Santa right at the door. You're going, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> like, Staring into your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you can't judge me. <laughs> Don't call me a ho. <laughs> <laughs> so I was also, like, I had just left the gym. So I was, like, in, like, short shorts and, like, just walking walk. around. And everybody, and, like, <laughs> the looks... The looks I get. It's just, it's funny. It's funny to me. I'm just, yeah, yeah. okay. <sighs> anyway, um, so yes, our topic today is very timely for um, <laughs> lots of reasons. <laughs> Many reasons. The, the main one being uh, that it's Thanksgiving, so you're going to get a little history lesson, an American history lesson uh-huh. that you, okay. you're so excited about that. I feel like Not as only, a Canadian... I know a bit. Yeah. Like I know I know the highlight. Like the highlight yeah. reel I'm good with. Like Civil yeah. War, yeah. civil rights. And yeah. kill the you know, indigenous people, you know. Murder murder yeah. and I mean I watched uh, the last the Mayflower of them the and, um, Yeah. You got yeah. it. because of supernatural. Oh yeah. Uh oh, we should watch that episode later. <laughs> <laughs> that season that was a that was a season that people didn't like like they were like oh, that's i loved it i loved that season that whole no. season is like season Chef's seven kiss. is my that's that's my everest the little five okay. oh. this is now a supernatural fan podcast so <laughs> <laughs> wait what just happened i don't know croatoan we were talking about the mayflower oh that whole I... what's what's the village that disappeared yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, so the called? only word left was a carved yeah. in the tree. Bro, bro, yeah. So for some reason, you said I know you said supernatural, but I thought of American Horror Story. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. works. Is there an American have, Horror Story about like? There's a whole season about it. Oh really? Yeah. I stopped watching the hotel one. Because I used to work in hotels for years uh, and years, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna have nightmares. 
Like Girl, the thing in the me... bed. Mm-mm. Mm. That one had me crying at one point. There was the the drag like the guy that the individual that is like cross dressed. I don't know what he's anyway. I don't know what their whole thing is, but I can't like obviously a like queer individual and their whole story. It was like yeah. Obviously. I really wanted to like that one because of Lady Gaga, but I was like, I just, I had it's, a really hard time with like the freak show one. That one really got me in my feels. And then okay. that one, isn't that the next one? And I was like, I, so. I can't, I can't, I need a break. Yeah. Like I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And now they're doing weird. I don't know. I think they've, they need to eh, move on to other things. I don't know. It's, it's done. And it's run its course. I think that. Yeah. That, <laughs> too bad it, it's not on Netflix because they just cancel it right when things are getting good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they canceled Shadow and Bone and it was like getting to like the oh, best yeah. part of the books. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, I'm like Freddie Carver who plays um, Kaz, like put up a post of like the gloves that he wears that said no mourners. And I was like crying over a freaking TV show. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. I'm fine. All right, let's move on, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> You're not going to be fine after this. Okay, so um, not only is this a history lesson, but it's a history lesson given by none other than the recently deceased Melvin Russell Ballard, masturbating mm-hmm. Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> can can we – we don't need to, but I would love to just, like, discuss the conspiracy theories that are running rampant online oh, about his death. Time? This is okay. So, okay. <laughs> um, this was scrubbed. This talk was scrubbed from the site. So, from BYU Idaho and Church's website. How did you find it? So, where did I find this? Um, I quickly like when I saw that somebody like they had um. They, somebody had posted on Twitter before, like the church had actually done an official. Yeah. release that he died right i saw that yeah yeah uh well yeah and then people thought that he was like okay so and on twitter they were also like these the mormon accounts were like oh it's the exmos that's it <laughs> they, they 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 they're just saying this shit and i was like i was like really you think we have that much time and investment in all this that we want to just like oh give a shit to make up fake stories like that like I got I got stuff to do. Sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, like, I love to troll you guys, but I don't like to like I'm not going to invest my time in that. That was the exos. Yeah, it's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of us. We're all together. We're all in on it. Ugh. We had the meeting. We all sat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the meeting, the big our our big conference. We just had our big conference, our general Exmo general conference. <laughs> you imagine that would be so funny <laughs> just like get like a comedian to just like make fun yeah. of everything it would be really cathartic it would be and uh are you thinking of matt rife <laughs> so pretty <laughs> my goodness um we went to like a big event and we got home late and like got our kids to bed and then we ordered food and my husband was like, oh, let's just, like, watch something on Netflix. So I, like, flipped on Netflix, and I'm going through, and he's like, turn on that uh, that comedian. Acting like he doesn't watch him on, like, TikTok <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, your boyfriend, Matt Rife? He's like, yeah, 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 he's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it. 
He wasn't, I don't know. I feel like he toned it down for Netflix, but that's fine. All right. So um, this is from a graduation talk at BYU-Idaho in 2019. Um, Goodness. Okay. So he says, a little over three weeks ago, I spent six days in Israel walking where Jesus walked and standing very near to where he may have stood. Although I had been in Israel twice before, this last trip was very special to me, for me. This also has timeliness because of Israel, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the yeah, yeah. but we're gonna get to even more oh, no. <laughs> of why oh, this no. was scrub. Oh no. Uh, I climbed Mount Arbel, which is in Galilee. On the east side of Mount Arbel is a plunging drop to the shore of the Sea of Galilee. On the west side is a very steep climb to the top of the mount. Slowly but surely, maybe miraculously, I was able to arrive at the top. From the top, I saw Mount Hermon, the Golan Heights, the entire Sea of Galilee, and the surrounding valleys and hills. Uh, While there, we reviewed several scriptures from the Lord's ministry, teachings, and miracles. Um, I'm going to skip because that's... Okay. We then traveled to 32 different sites where historians said Jesus once visited... Um, five months ago, I walked in historic places in the United States and read about the hand of the Lord in the founding of this great nation. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Many miracles here in America affect every one of us. Okay. Okay. That's, that's where he's going first. Like, in, like Okay. Okay. In the Book of Mormon, <laughs> that really happened, you know, uh, the prophet Nephi recorded a vision he had about the future of this country. The fulfillment of this vision mm-hmm. is based on one miracle after another, and the vision contains counsel and instruction for our day. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Fiction. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you mean Joseph Smith wrote about this guy that saw a vision. Got it. Um interesting that he doesn't you know see visions about the future in the book of mormon so we just see up to the point of like the 1800s that's so weird, weird how that happened hey oh, like okay. yeah that was uh, god's time right so. <laughs> yeah. some 2000 years ago nephi saw and documented the great apostasy for priesthood authority and gospel truth following the savior's death he saw the restoration of the fullness of the gospel in the latter days in fact, these two major historical periods represent the bookends of Nephi's recorded vision in chapter 13 of First Nephi. <laughs> I just, I, I, this is completely like random, but like, I feel like Margaret, well, what's her name? Atwood. Margaret Atwood is more of a prophet than. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like. Anyways, sorry. Isn't she Canadian, too? She is Canadian. We have the cutest kids show here. It's called Wandering Wenda, based on her, like, kids' books. It's the cutest thing. Every, like, episode... This is so random. Every episode (laughs) has, like, a letter for the episode. And so, like, they, like, use the letters to, like, save the day or whatever. Like, they'll turn, like, Fox into a box using the B. And they'll, like, box up the bad guy with the B. And it's super cute. (laughs) But it's based on her... And she's, like, at the beginning, it's, like, the little character's running, and she's sitting in her book with, like, her colorful, she's always wearing, like, colorful scarves and glasses and stuff, and she, like, Aww. smiles at the character. It's the cutest thing! Anyways, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, let's see. Other prophets had also seen both the apostasy and restoration, but the aspect unique to Nephi's vision is what he saw in preparing the world for the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Indeed, his vision charts a historical narrative during some of the period between the apostasy and the restoration, showing how the Lord will build the bridge out of gospel darkness and into the light and truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, that was a lot of gospel, 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 gospel. Um, the chain of historical events shown to Nephi begins with the European discovery of the Western Hemisphere and its eventual population by more of God's chosen sons and daughters. The- Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's not like people lived here. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, right? Exactly. Let's just ignore all that. But... <sighs> and yet they claim, like, you would think that people that, like, um, study out of this scripture where they claim that the these, you know, these were the indigenous people, um, their ancestors, mm-hmm. you would think that they would be kinder to those people people <laughs> you think so yeah but they're not because they're all a bunch of racist sobs uh these chosen ones were the brave pilgrims and many other immigrants who would later build a nation under godly principles of government a nation that would one day enjoy the blessings of liberty sufficient to host the restoration of the gospel oh just just keep talking about how america is so much better so much better. right the american exceptionalism the like and um, I'm, I'd imagine, like, as a student at BYU-Idaho, and you're, like, a foreign student, like, even a, like even a Canadian student, I know that's foreign, mm-hmm. but, like, like, that's not. Yeah. But, we're not that know, foreign. We're still, yeah. like, we're here. We're right but, here. Like, <laughs> you're there. You're, you're our upstairs yeah. neighbor, you know? And so, like, yeah. and then you're, like, hmm, cool. Thanks. There has been a lot so of America. Time, yeah, <laughs> that I've, like, heard talks that I'm, like, um, excuse me. That's very, like... Especially because, like, I'm only third gen. I think we were talking about this last night. I think I'm third generation. I can't remember where my great grandma was born. Um, I think her family emigrated when she was a baby, but she might have been born in Canada. So I might be fourth generation. I can't remember. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, like, I my family doesn't have like a long hundreds of years history in this country, and so to be like, you know, somewhat new and like a product of like, you know, genocide and immigration. It's kind of like, um, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very, it's very alienating as somebody who doesn't fit into that box, you know? Like, I yeah. always felt that as a kid. Like, we'd read these talks and I'd be like, especially at, like, this time of year, mm-hmm. it would always be like, um, do you, and do probably you know around July, too, huh? Like, with yeah, our Independence yeah, Day and everything. July, yeah. And always being like, um... Like, we have to sing the Star Spangled Banner. That's not our national anthem. Like, we don't give it. You had to sing that in church? <clears throat> there was, like, um, sorry, excuse me. There would be, like, um, like firesides and stuff that had been broadcast for, like, young men's and young women's in the summertime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would, like, have a choir sing the Star Spangled Banner. And we'd be, like. I always thought it was weird that the Star Spangled Banner was in the hymn book anyway. <laughs> like, even as a kid, I was, like, this is kind of odd. In our book, somebody had printed out O Canada and had pasted it over top oh. of the Star Spangled Banner. Nice. <laughs> you could, like, see it underneath. <laughs> uh, so he talks about Nephi seeing the Book of Mormon being brought to these people, whatever. Um, all right, this is the part that I'm pretty sure is why it was scrubbed. 
Um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to ask, okay, so keep in mind, listeners, that um, there was this whole scandal about how, like, Tim Ballard and Russell ba- M. Russell Ballard were, like, in cahoots and that they had this relationship. Yeah. And M. Russell Ballard apparently was accused of um, releasing, giving Tim yep. Ballard access to tithing documents that would um, show the, like, so he could have access to people's financial records, basically. Uh, and, yeah, like, not even just accused, like, there's receipts. Like, there's yeah. paperwork that backs up that claim. <laughs> yeah. Which gets into those conspiracy theories of why he's dead now is because one of them is the like, oh, was it a cyanide pill? And he just like, anyway, that he like often oofed himself. So he, um, (laughs) uh, because he was basically caught in a corner, painted into a corner, like, oh, like, and also the church is about to like have to take a huge hit on this. Like if they, they already have, but like. The quote I saw was, a plane in trouble crashed before they had to figure out how to land it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty much, yeah. Well, and he had, he had said, didn't he say something like, I don't know, I don't have a relationship with Tim Ballard. Like, I've, He kept denying that he even knew who he was, that they yeah, had met. There's and I'm like, there's together. pictures of you guys having supper together. Like, Yeah, like, it's just like, okay, we're not dumb. Like, Yeah, you, like, I'm sorry. Just, you can't just play dumb anymore. Yeah. Like, you have to just own up to it, honestly. And, all right, so I had the opportunity this past summer to travel to Plymouth, Massachusetts, with my friend Tim Ballard to learn more about what he had learned regarding Nephi's vision of these early pilgrims and how their history corroborates Nephi's vision. Nephi's vision that he was using a psychic to just to talk like Tim Ballard spoke to Nephi via a psychic uh, yeah, woman. Psychic, yeah, who was that? Like, yeah. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't, I don't. Crazy? I don't know him. I don't know yeah. him. I just have met him in passing. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. What was the? Um, there's like a meme with like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that says I don't know her or something like that. Right? <laughs> or even Mariah Carey. Like I don't know her. Oh, that Mariah Carey. Don't know her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that might be the title of the episode. <laughs> uh, I walked over the sacred ground where the pilgrims had walked to discover the seemingly small and simple miracles that God had worked through them in order to achieve great, th- great things. Okay. Okay. For, hmm? okay. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> sure, Jan. With your non-friend, Tim. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stranger. He was just a stranger danger. Strange. <laughs> Yeah, very stranger danger. Oh my god! For example, I learned about a young single man on the Mayflower, an indentured servant named John Howland. Though he was supposed to have remained safely below deck during a storm on that historic journey over the Atlantic, he instead wandered the decks and subsequently paid a big price. He was knocked off the deck by a wave and went tumbling into the depths of the ocean. By all accounts, that should have been the end of young John Howland. A ship like the Mayflower did not have the capacity to turn around and save John's life. That should have been the end of his mortal life. Which makes me think of, uh, so we used to do man overboard drills at my on my ship. And they, they've talked about, like, even now, like, if we, if we get lost, like, if somebody goes over, like, your chances of surviving are pretty slim. 
I would say not even 1%. That's a massive ship to not even stop, but to turn around and find one teeny tiny little dude. Yeah. And we're also like, everybody's wearing dark clothes. So in the night, like, what am I, what's going to, like, I'm dead, you know? Not to mention, like, the ocean is beautiful and majestic, but, like, there's shit in there that we don't even understand. Like, you're done. Sorry. That's why I don't swim in the ocean past You become I can part see. of the food chain really fast. Yeah. Yes, you are at the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. You are done. <laughs> Something is eating you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I go to, like, the reef, and that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I went surfing one time and could kind of see the bottom, and I was all right, but they wanted to go further out, and I was like, oh, hell no. No, no, I respect <laughs> that there are things out there that will eat me for lunch. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to mention, like, I'm not a great swimmer. Like, you would think that people are like, oh, you're in the Navy and you don't swim very swimmer. well. And I'm like, well, the point is to be Stay on the ship. in the ship, on the ship. <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to get in the water. That would, If I'm in the water, then there's trouble. And then, like, I'm dead anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, the giant dinosaur shark is going to, you're gone. No. <laughs> oh. <sighs> but the Lord had... Um, <laughs> Coming back to John Howland, <laughs> I guess I should segue that a little bit. But the Lord had other plans for this young pilgrim and his posterity. For as he had plummeted several fathoms under the sea. Fathoms? Does he know what a fathom is? I don't I think feel that. like, no. I don't think he plummeted no. that far down. Like I feel like the pressure would kill you after several th- fathoms under the sea. Yeah? No? I don't know. That's the Titanic guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Too soon? <laughs> Who's soon to make fun of millionaires going where they shouldn't be? Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, He somehow felt in his hand a rope dangling in the water. It was the ship's topsail halyard, and it should not have been there. Yet there it was, precisely where young John needed it to be. He grasped under the rope, and he was pulled back into the ship, and his life was saved. How? how He fell fathoms, but there was a... What? Yeah. How long was this? Is it like a, a springy rope that just like wee bungees? Like a mile, like eight, like endless rope. You know, how long it's just is a like, fathom? I gotta check this now. I'm getting annoyed. I feel like I used to know oh. this when I was maybe, but now I don't remember. But um, what's a yeah, cubit? One point eight meters. Do you want me to put that in? Uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Put what that mean. in miles for you. Point zero zero one mile. Which is? Let's go feet. Six feet. A fathom is six feet. So you're six feet under the water, but multiple fathoms. So at least six feet under, but then you're, if he's multiple fathoms, like let's say three fathoms, that's 36 feet underwater. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Still, how long, if it's the top sail rope, I feel like it wouldn't be, I don't know dangling out into the ocean why would it be dangling out into the ocean (sighs) but that's part of the quote-unquote miracle of this is that why is the why is there a rope why is there like a magical rope it's actually what became wonder woman's lasso of truth so uh now the pilgrims had been severely delayed in europe and were further hampered by westerly gales and the then unknown gulf stream 
so they didn't arrive in New England until November 11th, 1620. They had landed nearly 250 miles north of their intended location. They attempted to sail south, but were prevented by the contrary winds and the dangerous shoals. Thus, after spending a month exploring the coast, trying to find a suitable a pla- place suitable for settling, they settled at the Plymouth Plantation in what is modern-day the state of Massachusetts. Uh, um, I saw a picture of Plymouth Rock and was very underwhelmed. I know. <laughs> I was like, that's the rock. I had never, yeah, that's circling around right now. It's like, um, and I was like, huh, not what I pictured. I pictured it to be yeah, a little. It's just like a little rock, like, like somebody would put in their front yard yeah. around here. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, as we walked up and down the hills of Plymouth, we, as in we and my non-friend Tim Beller. I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> we followed the town brook, which is fed by a natural spring that miraculously supplied clean drinking water to the pilgrims. As I followed the shoreline, I learned what had happened there and became overwhelmed with the miracle that the Lord had indeed led the pilgrims to this very spot. The, the miraculous... It's miraculous that a river runs to the ocean. Like, what? That's what rivers do. They run to the ocean. Yeah. I can't. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's a natural spring that miraculously... Yeah. You know, whatever. That's how it works. Like, it's a natural spring. It's going to be drinkable water. As I looked and saw miraculously that the mountains had snow in the tops of them. Like... <laughs> and there were snow. trees. What a miracle. There was trees growing. Out of the ground. It was a miracle. <laughs> uh, again, I realized the truth of Nephi's vision, mm-hmm, that by the hand of God, these immigrants would prosper in the land. Uh, I wish there was sufficient time to mention all the miracles the Lord provided for the pilgrims. I'm sure it was a miracle for, you know, the indigenous people to see these white people coming onto their land and being like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And be cool. slaughtered. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. There's a specific book you're going to be reading this month that uh, you're going to have some feelings about the same thing like that. So. Oh. All Just right. throwing out there. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, my dear young friends, I encourage you. Don't call me a friend. I'm not your friend. I don't know her. We're not friends. (laughs) (laughs) You can't sit with us. Uh, I encourage you to remember the Lord's hand in your lives. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Many of you are about to make very important decisions. So remember, he's talking to college graduates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Decisions about your future career and, most importantly, who you will marry. (laughs) Of course, that's that's actually the only thing that matters. Are they supposed to be married by that time, though? Yeah, they've been in university for over a year at least, so they should be. Like, how many kids do they have at this point? They graduated college by now, so they should be, like, on their second child. At least, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pray continually and watch for the Lord's hand in your lives. Expect help from the Lord. Okay, let's get that. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, to help me make this point, I want you to, to take you back to John Howland, that poor indentured servant who fell off the Mayflower and miraculously survived. Indentured servant? Do we mean slave? Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect most of you had never heard of him. Perhaps it was not highlighted because it seemed too small an event in the vast volumes of miracles recorded in history. Uh, okay. Wait. Wait. Is it actually recorded anywhere, or is this just something he's just making up out of his own 
imagination. Well, okay. Now it's he's gonna tell. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. So the prophet Joseph. Smith, let's see if you can follow this. The prophet Joseph okay. Smith's fourth fourth great grandfather was a man named John Howland Jr. His father was John Howland, and his mother was Elizabeth Tilly. Indeed, okay. the Lord placed that halyard line into the hand of the drowning John Howland, for in him was the blood of some of the leaders of the restoration of the gospel and the Church of Jesus Christ. Mm. So he's. I'd um, like receipts, sir. He's uh, Joseph Smith's ancestor. Mm. Is he though? So the Lord preserved person. him because J Dog needed to go grift. <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of I sat next to a young mother on a plane and she shared with me blah 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 blah. There might have <laughs> yeah. been a young mother, but she ain't talking to you, you weirdo. Crusty Specifically dust. because you're like up in first class and like have bodyguards and stuff, so you can yeah. just fuck right off with those stories. Do they even do you think they even fly um public transit like public planes like i'm sure they do because i know i've heard of people seeing them on planes but like they're very sequestered and they have security detail with them like they're not sitting with like they probably reserve the whole first class yeah they don't sit with like the peasants and coach at all (laughs) like yeah but every talk that they talk about like being on airplane it makes they're sitting right next to the shitter yeah totally yeah we're just one of the people Mm -hmm. yeah i had to check my own bag Rubbing yeah. elbows with riffraff back here, you know. Yeah. Just, These non-members don't even talk to them because yeah. they might get some on you. They might get some. Uh, they might, get, they might rub their critical thinking skills on you. Oh no! <laughs> God forbid. Oh uh, no! I, I'm starting to think for myself. Oh no! <laughs> oh, get it off me. <laughs> On a personal note, the prophet's brother Hiram Smith is my great great grandfather, and I so this makes John Howland my ninth great grandfather. Just if you ever want to like learn about nepotism, just like look at the Mormon Church. Right. <laughs> like... like... <laughs> well, see, they're, they're like, oh well, we don't because for the longest, well, and it what was it the. The church community of Christ, they actually followed Joseph's line for a long time and like until just like recently, like the last 30 years, right? And um, yeah, anyway. It, it is estimated that John and Elizabeth's posterity would number today over 5 million people, some of which rose to importance in every field of endeavor, including presidents of this United States of America and apostles and prophets in the church. Because presidents in America, president of America is equivalent to a prophet in the Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. totally, those yeah. are totally two of the. And that's such a, like, stupid comment to make because, like, <laughs> I'm sure if I go far enough back, I have connections to, like, the Tsar of Russia and the Romanovs. Like, yeah. it's. It... <laughs> Uh, And so, when I consider the Mayflower story, I can testify not only as a church leader, but also as a father, grandfather, and great-grandfather, that Nephi's vision was correct when he declared that by small means, the Lord can ring about great things. Because what's-her-name-the-psychic said so. Mm -hmm. 
<sighs> All right. So fortunately, the pilgrims did not forget that the Lord had, through small means, worked miracles for them, and they transferred their faith in miracles to the next generations. And it was a good thing they did, because the kingdom of God on earth could not be restored in this land until a divinely inspired constitution would protect its existence. And that constitution would only come according to Doctrine and Covenants 10180 when the Lord sent wise men whom he had raised up and redeemed the land by the shedding of blood. So, like, <laughs> what about other countries? Like, we don't exactly. we don't use your constitution, so. Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't. <sighs> this is all just, like, making it very apparent that this is just an, it's an American church. Mm-hmm. And not only an American church, it's a Utah church. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very sig- singular to... One country, but they claim to be like the global church. We're a global church, but they completely alienate like 99% of everybody else who's well, not from what I a remember, white American. I don't know if this is accurate still, but like from what I know, like there's more recorded uh, members in South America that of every in the whole mm-hmm. thing, even more than Utah. Like, there's... oh, Las Vegas has a higher capita of Mormon members than Salt Lake City, but like. Salt Lake Lamecca. Like, it's so funny to me. Uh, let's see. In chapter 13, Nephi also saw the, the jet, that generation of wise men, the patriots of the American Revolution. Uh, after describing what he saw, the pilgrims and the early settlers in the land, uh, he recorded, like, script. Yeah, I'm not going to read the scriptures. Okay, okay. Uh, so he, he saw that, like, <laughs> the civil war was going to come and that there was going to be patriots. And yet his next in line completely is like, no, slavery is the way of God. Like, can we just look at that in black and white? American revolution. So the revolution. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. So yeah, no, I know. Yeah. So (laughs) it's all, it's all confusing (laughs) to me. I'm the Canadian. I'll shut up. You're, You're good. Um, but no, yeah, but you're right. Like he didn't, they didn't see the civil war coming. Like he didn't talk about that. Like Nephi yeah. didn't see that there was going to be like some disruption among the this blessed country, you know. Yeah. And the, yeah. the he's like, he's getting a really like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? <sighs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to keep going on his little journey with his non-friend Tim. Uh, from Plymouth, <laughs> I traveled north to Boston in order to understand some of the history of the Revolutionary War. Among many places there, we stood upon the high grounds just south of Boston called Dor... I'm pretty sure you're supposed to say Durster or something, like Dorchester Heights. It's probably like Durster, you know. Durster. Durster Heights. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's... There's some, like, weird names, like, that are... They're not said how they're spelled. It's very strange to me. But anyways... I'm going to say Desta Heights. <laughs> anyway, uh, where another miracle occurred in March of 1776. This is the story of Henry Knox, a highly unlikely supporter of General Washington. Knox was a 250-pound, 25-year-old bookseller in Boston with little hands-on military experience. But he loved the Lord and believed the cause of freedom was God's will for America. Sorry, you said little hands, and all I thought was Donald Trump with his little <laughs> hands and his big giant. <laughs> like, giant body. <laughs> Sorry. I think, I, 
I can see that. That's all I know about the United States. I've tapped out now. Is Trump? Just that he has little hands. <laughs> I was watching some late night show that like (laughs) took like sketch um like court sketches of him and they must have doctored it because he's like sitting in court and he has like these little teeny tiny baby (laughs) 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 oh god there's like weird pictures of him like just like leaning forward like he can't he can't ever stand like straight but he's just like no he's always leaning, like he's, like weirdly leaning you're just like what is happening right now like why it's a weird dude <sighs> okay after the british had taken over boston to squash the american revolution knox convinced general washington to let him take a 300 mile journey into new york to seize badly needed cannons Desperate for any means to end the British occupation of America, Washington let him go. Knox succeeded in obtaining over 120,000 pounds of mortars and cannons. In order to- I'm sorry, the British <laughs> occupation. You guys were British. It's not. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you. You're the British occupation! British. <laughs> and I you're the British occupation. <laughs> so you. You're the problem, it's you. <laughs> Cousin Bob moves into your house and is like, oh, I gotta get rid of the occupation. <laughs> That's you, sir. You walked up in here and just kind of made yourself at home. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, In order to get back to General Washington, Knox built sleds, though there was no snow to make the transport possible. Why? why? Uh, He built the sleds anyway, then prayed and waited. (laughs) What the fuck? Did he Uh, he wait till winter? Was that the miracle? It snowed in winter? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miraculous. Oh, it's snowed in November in uh, the Northeast. Shocking. <laughs> but it was the hand of God, you see. It was go- he prayed. It's oh just like McKinley looking for her keys. You know, she's like, oh, my keys are somewhere here. Please, Lord. <laughs> I can't find my keys because I gotta go take this test. <sighs> I gotta go to my job. Uh, anyway, um, dying. <laughs> Knox was a praying man who read his Bible to his companions regularly, and it all paid off. For on Christmas morning, 1775, the snow came and came hard. <laughs> yeah, came hard. Mm-hmm. Sure it did. <laughs> like it snowed on Christmas morning in the northeast of the United States in the 1700s. Shocking. That is a miracle. It is a miracle. It's because oh God, this guy prayed about it. Yeah, it's just not weather patterns. <laughs> one man with Nothing to do with science. Blood. At last, Knox had his 300 miles of blessed snow, not to mention a newly frozen over Hudson River to carry the cannons and guns back to General Washington. <laughs> Once the delivery was made, Washington ordered his troops to take Knox's cannons and guns to the top of Delta Heights. Dostites, <laughs> when the Americans could gain an advantage over the British troops hunkered down in Boston. 
Washington's advisors told him the plan would likely be fatal to the revolution, for the British were watching and would immediately attack if they saw the American troops mobilized toward the heights. <laughs> Washington moved anyway, and he was once again blessed. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, where was Washington born? Uh, wasn't he British? So, to my point, the British, you are the British occupation. <laughs> let me look, let me look. I should know this because, let's see, where's the place of George Washington? Oh, come on. Why is it taking forever? No, not George W. Bush. Birthplace of George Washington. For some reason, now my Google doesn't want to work. Of course. Ah. Birthplace of George Washington. Find it. Hell. Oh. Did you Google it? <laughs> Damn technology. I'm so professional. Sorry, I was on mute. It, he was born at his family's plantation on Pope's Creek in Westmoreland County, Virginia. Okay, so oh, technically. So he's American. American. Okay, fine. It just seems funny to me that, like, the only reason he was born in Virginia is because his family came yeah. to the United States. Like, it's, And, like, it's literally, like, just maybe his grand, because it would have been, like, the 1600s, and then, like, 100 years later was the American Revolution. So... It wouldn't have even been that much further, like, down the line. Like, maybe his grandparents. So he may, might have been third generation. Yeah. Amer like, immigrant, you know. Me, so. Yeah. Like, I claim to be Canadian, obviously, because I was born here. But, like, yeah. I also have to acknowledge that, like, I am a product of, like, you know. Yeah. Really horrible things that happened to the indigenous people that lived here way before me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same Z's. Um... Let's see. For during the night of... Okay. Washington moved anyway, and he was once again blessed. For during the night of March 4th, 1776, as Knox's cannon moved toward and up Dorster Heights, an amazing miracle occurred. A layer of fog dropped down between the American and British troops. As Reverend William Gordon observed, a finer night for working could not have been taken out of the whole 365 days. It was hazy below the heights so that our people could not be seen, though it was a bright moonlight at night above on the hills. So again, science. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like on a like river or something? Like I'm trying to look yeah. at where it's located and it looks like water is there. <laughs> so, ooh, fog. <laughs> oh, cold air, warm air, hmm. water, hmm. condensation. <laughs> wow, it's a miracle. Uh, yeah. Uh, by dawn the next morning, two strongholds had been built atop the heights and were armed with at least 20 cannons and thousands of troops. When the British awoke and saw what had happened, they were astonished. One British officer reported the shocking incident incident to London, declaring that it had all been done with an expedition equal to that of the genie belonging to Aladdin's wonderful lamp. <laughs> uh, it was enough to You're encourage Robin the Williams. British. <laughs> it was enough to encourage the British to abandon New England altogether, which occurred a few days later. 
the pattern of miracles throughout the revolution is apparent. In fact, these trends continued in varying degrees through most of the important battles during the length of the seven-year conflict until the British not only abandoned New England, but eventually abandoned the entire American continent. At last, the land was free, and the foundation of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ was sugar than ever. Uh, so he also says, when we read the letters and diaries of the founding fathers and mothers, it is clear they believe they had a better chance of receiving their needed miracles if they entered into a relationship with God, which required their national adherence to that God. Many of you would see that kind of relationship as a covenant relationship. <laughs> and many of you understand that because you yourselves have, through the restored gospel, priesthood of God, made covenants and are living those covenants. Got to bring that in, you know. Go, go to the temple. <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly... Oh, my God. Then he does, I invite you to think more upon these covenants you have made. Listen to the words spoken to the sacrament table during Sunday worship. Go out into the temple. Listen to blessings you promised to you there. Uh, and again, I say to you, expect those blessings. Recognize them, even and especially the small ones when they come, and be grateful for them. And finally, live as Washington taught his troops to live, with righteousness, humility, and gratitude to God. While he did all that he could to prepare himself and his country to fight for righteousness, Washington also humbly recognized and stated in his own words that providence has heretofore saved us in a remarkable manner, and on this we must principally rely. It also makes me think, so not only American, like exceptionalism and like american mm -hmm. like we're great we're americans you know um it's also saying like mormons we're better than everybody else like it's really like, very much so yeah and like uh, almost pretending like washington was like mormon like yeah, he was, like, was he like, was, like he was like making the pathway of the link joseph smith could grip i mean he could restore the gospel <laughs> yeah when uh from what i know george washington was a was a Kind of a terrible person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. So. Yep. I love how we just like whitewash history to be like, they were this great person. And you're like, they are a complete asshole. But yeah. So when I, um, and when I think of the Mayflower, I think if there's this um, cartoon called the Mayflower Mouse. Have you ever seen? Probably not. No. <laughs> I, I, you would have no reason to see it. But my grandparents would always play it on Thanksgiving. And I just... I remember watching it as a kid and being like, oh, this is great. It's about this little mouse who gets on the Mayflower, and then he's, like, part of – it's, like, from his little perspective, you know? And it's cute. kind of cute. But then, but then you, like – I don't know. When you watch it as an adult, you're like, huh. Well. Does, does the <laughs> little mouse kill all the American mouses because um, he brings diseases that they weren't used to? They do know. have, like, a little uh, indigenous mouse that he meets. No way. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so problematic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's got like the total little feather in. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no. That's terrible. Yeah. When you watch it, it's like, oh. Because I remember um, just a few, like maybe, when was this? I was in the Navy. No, it was before I joined the Navy. Um, but I was a grown ass man and I watched it with, at Thanksgiving with my at my grandparents' house and I was like, I stopped watching because I was like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Childhood ruined. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so bad to, like, watch things back as an adult and be like, oh, oh, no. They went there. <laughs> like, I, was, I threw on, like, um, Peter Pan for my kids, and then I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. Skip, 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 skip. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Bloody. laughs> 
There's the new one, Peter and Wendy or whatever, and they have um, Tiger Lily in it, but she's, like, more of a prominent Pete. Like, she's a little less, like... Actually speaks in it. Yeah, she actually speaks in it, and then she's, like, a little more, like, a warrior type. Oh, cool. I think I'm so. Yeah. I haven't uh-huh. seen it, but I just... That's one thing that they they made sure to change, which I'm good. I'm glad they did, but at the same time, I'm like, did you have to go there <laughs> still? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, oh my goodness. Um, I have to read you about the conspiracy theories on Reddit. It's just so perfect. Okay, so it starts off with Russell Ballard is dead. Did the church kill him to cover up the controversy? That's like the heading of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's like people talking about it like he was 95 after all. This should come as no surprise. Occam's razor, he probably just was old or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd reckon it's because he was old AF and was used to living a low stress life of being treated like a demigod and then got caught. And mm-hmm. the response to it is the minute I heard the news, I knew someone would say this here. He was 95. A sneeze could have done it. And says, yes, but was it a murder sneeze? A murder sneeze. <laughs> Rescue was seen sneaking away with a pepper shaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so funny. I was like, I'm <laughs> shaker. <laughs> well, and I do know that he was like, he had just gotten out of the hospital for like respiratory yeah. issues. So like, and I mean, this, had I been busted long. with, oh, I don't know her. Oh, just kidding. There's photos. I probably have been like. <laughs> <laughs> Hyperventilating. <laughs> Just, just, I'm sure it had to do with the stress level of it. Because, yeah, he was old, for sure. But, like, go exactly, being pampered and held up as this, like, great person to be like, oh, buddy, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was, like, seriously somebody, stressful. Oh, somebody on Twitter, because I had, um, okay, so I posted this thing on Twitter about how I, um, when I was in the MTC, uh, Melvin came to the the MTC to talk about preach my gospel and how that was going to change, get rid of all the, the rote discussions when, cause like listeners, if you don't know the back in the day, <laughs> like in the, I think eighties and nineties, probably um, they had like actual formal discussions that you had to learn. You had to memorize them and then you would just spit them out them by rote. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then preach my gospel came and it was more just supposed to be like by the spirit and by the, you know, just kind of give them. You're still going to follow the guidelines of the the lessons, but you're and you're going to cover no. specific topics, but you can't before they get baptized. But you um, anyway. And I remember, I remember boys I, my age being stressed out because they were like it was all written out, and now they had to like ad lib it kind of. And I was like, yeah, it sucks to so, be a boy. Well, <laughs> I'm not going on a mission. We had we had started memorizing the little discussions. Mm-hmm. And then that happened, and then, uh, my instructors were like, well, "Okay, no more, to, no more memorizing." And I was like, "Oh shit," you know. <laughs> right. And um, but then I got to the mission field, and they um, they were still use it hadn't gone out yet, so they oh, like, they were still using the discussions. So they were still using the discussions, so I had to go back and memorize them anyway. That's like, there was I was like, shouldn't the you know, like looking back, and I'm like, shouldn't God have like planned that told out. everyone at the same time like this like, is the starting date yeah like <laughs> anyway um 
but I on Twitter had told the story about how like we got so we got there late. My companion and like a couple other missionaries um, in my district got there late, and so we're looking for a seat. And then the the chaperone took us all the way down to the front. Like, and we were like four seat, four rows away from the front, <laughs> and people were giving us looks. I remember that. I remember feeling like people were just like glaring at us. Anyway, and then um, I felt quote unquote the spirit, you know, whatever. I was in the moment, you know, and um, I just, and then that spawned like me posting this story on Twitter spawned like people talking about their experiences meeting apostles and whatever presidents of the church and uh one said that they like <laughs> they met one and i can't remember if she's if they said they met m russell ballard or if they had met um another one but they, they said they shook his hand and she said that it was they said it was like squishy and pudgy and like it had never seen a day of work in his life you know like it oh just, I'm, like, yeah yeah this makes me think of like royalty like british royalty you think of like just how they're like, they they got and... just pampered and just like soft and squishy and just yeah bleh. yeah. But then we we look at you know Mormons look at them as like this these like great upstanding men that like um and it's like no if you put them into real life situations they would and you and, absolutely flounder absolutely yeah. flounder yeah and then you put them like um like David Bednar, his whole video where he's like showing a day in the life, whatever. Like you're not even doing anything. You're doing jack shit. You go from one office to another, back and forth, wave to your secretary that we never see. And then um, like, like, okay. So how, he he didn't even type on the computer. He like stood back and like pointed and somebody was like doing the work. Like he didn't even type his own crap or whatever. Like, which I know Sarah and Katie have pointed out, like they probably don't even, they don't even write their own talks, like guaranteed. No, like, there's really have, yeah, there's specifically people in there's like, like their a PR team department of that are doing it for them. Yeah, and then uh, and sure they probably review it to make sure whatever, but like they're not doing the actual work. And then um, I'm just thinking of like if you really are a Christian group then like you've got these other christian groups where people are like actually getting dirty and getting into the like they're going to places where and they're helping and then you got even missionaries mormon missionaries that are out there doing service work like when i was a missionary and like there were hurricanes that leveled the town i was in like i was getting fucking dirty i got like um bites on my hand my hand was like swelling up and everything like from some weird insect that i was i don't know and then, like, I remember just being fucking dirty, fucking tired all the time. And here, like, these guys over in Utah are just like, oh, I'm going to sit in my first class airplane. And I'm going to go to, you know, like, they just don't see the disparity there. But they th- and, um, and then the members are also, like, defending about their billions of dollars, too. And how they're like, oh... Well, of course we need billions of dollars because we're the, the Lord's church. Like, and like, but what are they doing with that money? They're not doing anything with it. They're not doing it. They're just hoarding it so they can yeah. buy more real estate and have more money. And I know it's funny. I like, I have a friend who's very Christian and like when she was a teenager, 
Um, she went to a third world country, I can't remember which, and built a school. Like she was there for a summer and she like hauled lumber and hammered nails and sawed and she worked hard to build a school. And mm-hmm. there was no like, we're the chosen church. It was just these Christian kids that went and built a school and then left. And it wasn't like this colonialization <laughs> bullshit happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think the church used to be a little bit more that way and maybe it's just like... I remember, like, in the 80s and 90s, like, we're growing up, it was a little more, like, service-oriented, I feel like, but now it's, like, meh. We did a ton of stuff as kids. Like, we were constantly, yeah. like, shoveling and uh-huh. cutting grass and doing landscaping for elderly people, and, yeah. I mean, maybe because we, where we lived, I don't know, but. No, I remember doing that, too, but I also grew up in a rural, rural area also, but I just, um, I don't know, I, it makes you wonder, and then it just feels like those like those old stories about Britain like where you got the royalty and then you got the peasants and that's just how that's basically what's happening with the Mormon church you got the royalty that's like the general authorities and mm-hmm. then the they're so out of touch with like the rest of the entire membership like they just have no idea what families are actually going through at this yeah. point because they've been pampered and groomed to be in leadership since they were 19 year old boys yeah and they've been like the nepotism, but then also the, um, they've been like in their careers for so long. They're, they're also these old, like 90 year old, like what Russell M. Nelson is 99. Are you fucking telling me he knows what like Gen Z is going through right now? Like, come on. Anyway. (sighs) But yeah, the, um, it's funny that they scrub that just because of one mention of Tim Ballard. In that talk, I don't, like, I don't know her. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so funny to me. Like, is it going to come back now because he's dead? Like, uh, we actually he does know him. You know, like eh, we can't do anything to him because he's dead. <laughs> he, um, he was friends with Tim Ballard as a man, not as a prophet. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, how was that? His American history lesson for you? Oh, super. Sorry that the British the British Empire cracked me up so fast. Oh my goodness, they're here, they're here. Yes, it's all of you. <laughs> it's all of you. You're the ones. You're the, you're the it's like when my dogs are like, why are these babies in my house? <laughs> <laughs>